0: In 1944, the U.S. Army put out a series of cartoons about three brothers. There was Private Snafu.
1: Situation normal all f***ed
0: up. This is
2: Snafu.
0: Private Fubar. F***ed up beyond all recognition.
2: Oh, brother.
0: Fubar. Then there was Tarfu, totally and royally f***ed up. Well, here's Seaman Tarfu.
1: Snafu and Fubar quickly became part of the national lexicon, but poor old Tarfu was forgotten. For 87 years, he labored in obscurity until America finally became just f***ed up enough for him to be reintroduced. Today, America is beyond snafu and fubar.
0: Today, America is tarfu, and you're listening to the Tarfu Report. All right, welcome to the Tarfu Report, and um, we have kind of a kind of a wrestling theme to our to our mm-hmm. inaugural week this week because there was a lot of wrestling type stuff in the news uh, mm-hmm. this week, and uh, with uh, Donald Trump uh, retweeting this this crazy uh, thing about you know him pile driving. A superimposed image of CNN and that launched this huge ridiculous controversy uh, but before we get to that and you know we have a lot of wrestling stuff coming up we're going to be interviewing Jesse Ventura later on but you told me off earlier this this amazing statistic about wrestling and I just I wonder if you could repeat that
1: yeah well it's not actually it's a statistic but it is it's some piece of research I read years ago at this point that has stuck with me um, I don't know entirely how reliable it is but um, I think it was a, I think a market research firm did the research and they they took f- sports fans um, and they measured fans of different sports by both their uh, political beliefs and by how politically engaged they were so how likely they were to vote or not vote and as you might expect like the most conservative and and most likely to be politically engaged fans were college football and most of the major sports were sort of up in that quadrant uh, especially you know college football baseball was up there the more liberal one was the nba but the, the 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 sport with the single most liberal fan base that was also the least politically engaged was professional wrestling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and there's there's something about that that I just I, I love that for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, I I've, it it really made just perfect intuitive sense to me as soon as I saw it, which is why I've thought about it ever since.
0: <laughs> That's so great. That's so great. You know, I, I confess, I, I used to I couldn't stand wrestling for most of the time growing up. Now now now, like I get it. I think it's hilarious and um. Like it really makes me proud to be an American. So, so what happened this week? You want to? Uh,
1: (laughs) Donald Trump and CNN are having a fight. Right. The the president is fighting with a TV channel um, and he. Uh, tweeted some uh, what is referred to in the business as user-generated content, uh, which <laughs>
0: which means somebody else did it.
1: Someone else made it? Right, yeah, and didn't get paid for it. Um, and uh, uh, of uh, uh, repurposed uh, wrestling, professional wrestling uh, footage, an animated GIF of um, of Trump, a real
0: of a real WWE event that Trump was actually That in. Trump was
1: actually in, and in which CNN or a, a wrestler with the head of CNN's logo was, uh, brutally attacked.
0: Right. <laughs> right. Just right.
1: Completely destroyed. Yeah. Uh, as part of Donald Trump's general message of, of complete dominance over those who would dare cross him.
0: First of all, it's so great that he would do this. Like, what could he possibly have been thinking when he when he was doing? this? He, he saw it and he
1: was he was like, "This makes me look good, and, and right. this is what I will do to CNN."
0: <laughs> right, right. No, it's fantastic. So, so he does this. The world instantly freaks out. Now, this is like the pattern with with all all Trump related news. That anything that he does that's that's inappropriate, which is basically everything that he does, immediately generates this firestorm of of uh, you know headlines and you know freak out breaking news. Uh, things on on cable news. The crawl is full of stuff, on, you know, on, <laughs> on every cable news channel, and uh, everybody's doing these stories. Uh, CNN had one called uh, that was called Smackdown on Twitter, so they immediately themselves got into the whole wrestling yeah. theme, yeah, um, which which is part of like my whole thesis about this is that Donald Trump, and I've written about this. I wrote about this in my my book last year that Trump has continually been trying to bait the press into basically acting like a heel wrestler like he, yeah. he he uh he gives them a villain name he calls them the, the the opposition party yeah and he constantly gets them into these situations and uh you know this was to me this was like visual proof that he he thinks of it that way right yeah i mean like,
1: oh yeah exactly yeah
0: right right so so of course the press fulfills every negative fantasy this is,
1: like the one the one thing uh, trump is good at a couple of things but the thing he's the best at is just knowing how to bait the press and they they fall into it every time exactly they just fall into it every single time
0: <laughs> right right if you don't spend a lot of time watching wrestling um you probably won't get that the one thing that the audience loves more than anything else is watching like the self-righteous uh, good guy get whacked with a chair, right? Yes. <laughs> so like if, if you're if you're you know, in the ring with a, with a villain who does like a dirty move on you and you get up and you start complaining like, oh, that was bad, you know? Like I was trying to fight fair and, yeah. and, and, and the villain like sneaks up on the guy and whacks him with a chair and knocks him out. The crowd goes nuts. They love that every single time. They always want to see the good guy uh, get wiped out. And the press, they play this role Mm -hmm. every single time right Mm -hmm. yeah and this is exactly what happened with um with this and there was like this cavalcade of of overwrought responses in the media but let's start with what 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 trump said right What, what did what did trump say in response
1: the fake media tried to stop us from going to the white house but i'm president and they're not now one republican accusing the president of trying to weaponize distrust
0: the first amendment is the beating heart of the american experiment and you don't get to separate the freedoms that are in there
1: the white house homeland security advisor watching the wrestling video on abc's this week came to the president's defense
0: you're, you're in charge of homeland security there yep. that seems like a threat
1: yeah certainly not though i think that no one would perceive that as a threat i hope they don't but
0: okay a couple of things there uh so that's Tom Bossert, the the White House's Homeland Security advisor, who I, I guess doesn't have any emotions, right, or expressions. Yeah,
1: I mean, no, I mean he has quite a look on his face. I think it, he might have gotten that job because he was good at just holding back whatever response he might have had, right, To yeah, see exactly. whatever his boss does.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen those like robot expos where they have? like these sort of phony like ai robots that can sort of slightly respond to like a human conversation it's like slightly better than the old like interactive eliza yeah. programs yeah, yeah. That, that, that's kind of what he reminded me of that, <laughs> that guy um so so trump basically says the press is pissed off at me and uh, screw them because i'm the president and they're not and then the media goes nuts right yeah yeah so we have a couple of we have a bunch of clips here
1: your reaction first carl uh to this anti-cnn video from the president this morning
0: first it's not just uh,
1: anti-cnn it's anti-freedom of the press it's anti-freedom of
0: speech it is a definitive statement by the president of the united states Uh, and it also goes to the question that many military leaders in this questions
1: are asked questions uh, raised by military leaders in this country now, uh, by the intelligence community, by people in Congress about the stability of the President of the United States. This is an index of his state of mind, uh, visually. Uh, it's very disturbing. Uh, there's nothing light, uh, lighthearted about it whatsoever. It is an incitement. <laughs> so that's Carl Bernstein. Carl Bernstein. Yeah. So, not a wrestling fan, apparently. Not,
0: not a wrestling fan, and so. Uh, but that was one thing, and now we have um, uh, the Baltimore Sun's media critic uh, David Zerowick, who who uh, took it even a step further. Take
1: somebody, you slam them physically to the ground. You put a logo on identifying them. That's what fascists did in the 30s to people. This is not something, Ben, that you laugh about and say, oh, ho, ho, it's only seven seconds. What a funny thing. Get a sense of humor. Yuck it up. No, You're they, not, not but, saying oh, man, anywhere is, near fascism, are you? This is, this David, <laughs> with, all, with all due respect, as a media critic, have you ever had this type of intensity towards people? That, uh, great example, Saturday Night Live. Or would you say that that's humor and funny? You Listen, should. I denounced oh, I denounced Barack Obama when he cut tried to cut Fox from the herd and say I'm going to define what a legitimate news organization that's is. That, that, Ask that, Brian; I was on this show with the same intensity. That's it's, that's my favorite like media weenie thing too, where he's like, "When Barack Obama did an entirely defensible thing, I was also mad about that." <laughs> and like, and give me credit for it. And the right is like, "No, we won't give you credit for it." Right? <laughs> like, right. we just don't we don't care. Right? Right?
0: We weren't listening <laughs> we, to yeah, you. We weren't
1: listening then we don't care now
0: we actually can't read right (laughs) so you wrote you wrote that in a a quote-unquote newspaper and um and so we 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 didn't see that but um to me this is this is just the press falling for this again because they they, you know trump does something crazy and they and there's immediately this sort of font of outrage uh calling it fascism and and so on what do, you, what do you think is this really uh, a physical threat I mean that that, that Trump did uh, with this
1: no I it, it it would be the the rules of professional wrestling are are worth like worthwhile here to remember and like you said um, it, it requires the audience being in on the joke and i I, I think, uh, you would have to be a person who doesn't understand that professional wrestling is is staged. You'd have to be someone who doesn't understand that professional wrestling is staged to think of this as an incitement.
0: Right. And you would think, you know, I mean, who says, you know, oh, I thought that WWE match was real, said no one ever, right? I mean, yeah. that, that's what you would think, except... Oh, oh right. Oh, by the way. <laughs> except for <laughs> actually, this one problem. <laughs> there is
1: this one person who might not know wrestling is fake, and it's, it's it actually is Donald Trump. <laughs> Because Deadspin found this video not long ago. And, and so from a few years ago, the wrestler Triple H was being interviewed, and the, and the WWE at the time had just done this one of their storylines in which Vince McMahon, the president of the WWE, had been murdered. <laughs> he went into his car, and his car exploded. Uh, and, uh, and so, yeah, here's, here's Triple H saying how people reacted to that.
0: For Triple H, you're always good with the question. Yeah, sure. Uh, how worried were you when you thought Vince McMahon was dead. Oh, man, I was scared to death. If, if, I, if <laughs> I hadn't seen them pre-taping, where he got in and out of the car, <laughs> I, I, I you of know. Of course, I, you're talking about the limo explosion. When We saw that. What, what kills it, me it. is uh, so many people call, I mean, the office the next day, like, people, I'm not kidding you, like, and they'd probably be mad at me for saying, like, Trump called, and it was like, did something happen to this? <laughs> you know, like, did Trump is. not understand that that magic. was a skit? That's <laughs> the
2: magic of television. You know <laughs> what I mean?
0: So this is, this is, odd. this is like the ultimate paradox. <laughs> the, the only way that First of all, it can't be really a threat against people because in order to think it's really a threat uh, against the press, you have to think that wrestling is real. but there's only one there's only one person <laughs> one on the person whole planet
1: who, thinks, who <laughs> thinks this is real
0: and it's, it's donald's Donald Trump Donald Trump, so, so that's like.
2: That's so like an, <laughs>
0: it's like an intellectual Mobius strip, right? Yeah, like, be, yeah. what do you what do you do with that? I don't um, know. Yeah, that's tough. So, so, um, so now, yeah, if, if you're a guy whose head looks like CNN's logo,
1: you should really be worried right now, right? Yeah, right, yeah. And my, I have to say, my my head looks like CNN's logo, <laughs> and my son has been <laughs> crying ever since he saw the tweet, Donald Trump's tweet. He was He's traumatized. Tra- he was traumatized. What did? What are they doing to Daddy? He said. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wow, he's never going to grow up, right now. That's terrible. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, but yeah, so then let's let's
1: talk about because this is the source of the video. Like I said, this user generated content. So where does Trump pick all this stuff up? It's right. like, I mean, he, you know, he has people who send it to him, but um, like it always comes from basically like the the gutter, the absolute gutter of the internet, right. which is you know often means Reddit or some Donald Trump subreddit. So this well the the original version of this CNN. Jeff was created by a reddit user named han asshole solo
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh what's so crazy? first of all it's crazy that somebody named han asshole solo is suddenly like a, a figure who who you know is in the middle of like the political story of the week uh, but um naturally with these Trump controversies, they never end, you know, right then and there. they they investigate the the history of Han Asshole Solo and they find they find that he had some some curious views. This is a um, this is a quote from a an old discussion in which Han Asshole Solo had a few things to say. He, he writes, Explain to me why a weekend doesn't go by where eighty of you fucking moon crickets aren't shooting each other down in Chicago. Why you dumb fucking Nogs can't attend a rap concert without get someone getting shot up. So So the,
1: <laughs> that's so- that's the guy who the president retweeted, sort of.
0: Right. Exactly. So the other
1: and the other thing this guy did What's was What's a moon cricket. I never heard that. I think like they they invent new racial slurs just so that you can't like. I had to look it up.
0: I couldn't find anything.
1: I think they just like they just invent ones because so that you can't get mad at them for using ones you've heard.
0: Right. Because
1: <laughs> they're see. like they think that that's like a, a magic trick. Right. Like if you don't if you don't know this phrase and it's not one of the accepted racial slurs. But so the also the other thing he did is that he had made an image where he counted the Jews at CNN and like had like made a, a graphic that was like all of these people at CNN with I, with I think big stars of David on them like labeling all the Jews. So
0: well, there's nothing wrong with counting and labeling Jews. No, I mean he
1: could have <laughs> he could have gone to work in the Nixon administration. Right, like, <laughs> right.
0: There's a long and rich conservative history of <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. So so of course this becomes a news story right yeah
1: then so then the story becomes like what is the source of this thing trump tweeted
0: right and and it's it, it's it's basically like world awaits statement by han asshole solo <laughs> at that point right <laughs> yeah. and and then and then th- i mean this is perfect because he he actually does put out a statement and it's literally some of my best friends are jewish yeah uh, uh do you have it or i, wait, yeah. I have it.
1: I love people of all races, creeds and origins. One of my best friends is a homosexual and one of my best friends is Jewish and one of my best friends is Muslim <laughs> his best His best friends are like a regular Benetton ad like he's really, right. Yeah.
0: yeah exactly yeah it's very it was a very uh, he has very multicultural best friends. naturally though, of course. That's not the end of it because every story about Trump has to split exactly in half and there has to be a, a, a counter a, a counterbalancing controversy on the other side, yeah. right Yeah and so the controversy on the right is that CNN blackmailed Hanna asshole solo <laughs> right um, And the the storyline here is that they wrote a, they wrote a piece about him he that he apologized. And that the network said it would not release his real name, but reserved "quote the right to publish his identity should any of that change," <laughs> which, <laughs> which um, you know, I, I don't mean, know, it was
1: put very interestingly
0: worded. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure I would have done that, um, but uh, but you know, but so here's this is the thing.
1: This this becomes a the story then. CNN is threatening to blackmail Han asshole Solo by doxing him, um, and one thing is that. If in the course of normal reporting they had reported his identity, it would have been a perfectly normal news story. It would have of been course. like here's the here's this guy who did this thing. So by out of politeness to him not using his real name, they were being, I think pretty generous to him. yeah but, so then what they they put in this weird language here. and when you read this, if you I'm sure that this immediately jumped out to you as legalese. Right. Like, did you, did you look at that? I did. And I was like, a lawyer inserted that. Right. So it's not the reporter, uh, Andrew Kaczynski. And of course, everyone is now saying, Andrew Kaczynski's blackmailing this guy. Right. So then they, like, I, I think uh, Keenan Trotter, I, one of my colleagues uh, just reported, you know, that it was uh, put in by basically like the VP of standards there. But which is like, it was, here's just how inserting this weird legalese to cover their own ass in some future sense ended up causing this controversy to get worse oh but
0: that's but this is this is so classically what happens with new, with, with with reporting of any kind you add something in to to make the lawyers happy yeah and then there's like a butterfly effect yeah right <laughs> like it, it turns into like you're, you're trying not to slander the person and you end up blackmailing the person yeah. you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> it's like it's uh, it's the classic thing that the I mean and and of and of course you know the the quote unquote fever swamps of the right immediately made as much hay of it as they possibly could. They they freaked out even more than you know the Carl Bernstein's and David Zirawiks of the world freaked out about the f- the physical threat. Now, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're and part of it, it. It's you can never tell these guys too. Like, what percentage of it is genuine and what percentage of it is just trying to sort of get a reaction? And so you have, um, I mean, they they rile themselves up with with. Outrage, but the thing they also do is that they sort of exaggerate it just to, like, piss off the liberals, too. I mean, obviously. Right,
0: right. yeah, exactly. So you had that with Mike, Mike Cernovich, right? Yeah. Uh, and he uh, he tweets out this thing. Scoop! Sources <laughs> tell me there's a protest plan to be held in front of at K-Files home. That's, that's the, the reporter, reporter yeah. Andrew Kaczynski. Uh, because he doesn't believe in privacy. Hashtag CNN blackmail. Yeah, um, and the, so the point of that is to
1: make Kaczynski freak out. Like the point right. of that, like I don't even know if anyone showed up to his home. Right, and one of the things about these about the sort of people who like the 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 real like the real Reddit Nazis who follow people like Cernovich, like they're scared of cities and they're scared of black people right so like the idea Germs. of them, yeah so the idea of them going to brooklyn to like protest outside of andrew kaczynski's home is actually sort of silly yeah like they're they're terror this is the, like the guy who shot comet pizza he brought a gun and started shooting because he was scared <laughs>
0: like right.
1: there are these these uh, internet white supremacists who went to the black lives matter protest in in minneapolis and shot people there and they showed up from the suburbs and they were scared because they were in the city and surrounded by black people. Right. So like on the one hand, well, there's not gonna be a mass protest in Brooklyn because they're scared of cities, and on the other, the two people who show up might fucking shoot you.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's kind of I don't know if I'm if I'm weighing the pros and cons of that. <laughs> yeah. It's uh there's definitely positives and negatives there, but mostly negatives, I would yeah. say. But it gets worse, right? Yeah. We, could, we have hashtags in and blackmail and then and then uh Donald Trump Jr. chimes in yeah. with this with this tweet. Do you have that?
1: Uh, so I guess they weren't effective threatening the ad- admin, so they go after and bully a 15-year-old seems in line with their, scare quote, standards. Hashtag CNN blackmail.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <So> then- <laughs> Which, like, we're, like, if if the uh, we're so far away from the truth at this point, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, we're, we're we're like on the other side of like one of the moons of Jupiter at this point, uh, you know, at, in terms of like being far away from any kind of reality. But the whole point, as you said, was to was to draw out CNN, draw out yeah. Kaczynski, and they did exactly that. Like CNN has to issue this absurd statement. <laughs> Which, just reading it was, again, I I was imagining the five lawyers putting this together. Um, Any assertion that the network blackmailed or coerced him is false, uh, said a statement from the network. The user, who is an adult male and not a 15-year-old boy, apologized and deleted his account before ever speaking with our reporter. I mean, couldn't you just hear, like, it, it it couldn't even been more ridiculous than that right right like, yeah yeah
1: yeah and so, so like cnn like yeah their their standards people and their lawyers and their pr people are all, all in a room like okay the president's son says that we blackmailed a 15 year old none of that is true right <laughs> like how do we make a statement like how do we answer this in a statement yeah <laughs> like,
0: exactly yeah. we 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 didn't blackmail um han asshole solo who who isn't a 15 year old with <laughs> horns and magical extrasensory extra power or, um, I mean, it, it, this whole thing got completely ridiculous. And then Kaczynski also made a statement. Right? Uh, what did yeah. he say? He says, uh, "Well, he's."
1: I mean, he said that Han uh, <laughs> asshole Solo posted his apology, which was the thing about how he has friends who are of various some, of them. Right. some of them, yeah. yeah. Uh, but in that in that statement. He did actually apologize for what he'd done. He did. He was like, uh, you know, I, I feel really bad about it. I'm sorry. But so, so he, yeah, he said he posted an apology before I ever... Because So in the, in the world of the, like, the Trump internet guys, it became... This thing where CNN blackmailed a little boy into apologizing for making anti-Semitic memes. Right. How dare they? How dare they? Um, When in fact, like an adult man was like they an adult man was actually forced to confront his own behavior and then regretted it. Right.
0: Right. Sincerely (laughs) regretted it after after the president of the United States retweeted it. (laughs) Yes. Right. Um, uh,
1: Yeah. And it's like this is how they're like they're completely ill-equipped. To respond to and deal with the way this game is played now, right? Like corporate, the corporate communications of of Turner Broadcasting, like has no clue how to respond to like an army of people who don't care about the truth. Yeah, exactly, provocateurs who don't care about the truth, right? And 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 are just in it to score points.
0: Yeah, and I, I think this was this actually was a weird factor in in the race last year. Yeah, you know, Trump. Continually did this, right? He would do something completely nuts and then the entire press corps would bug out and you would have a, a whole news cycle full of people denouncing him. And again, people don't watch when – when people watch TV, they don't even listen to what people are saying. All they're, all they're doing is they're paying attention to emotional cues. Is this yeah. person angry? Is this person self-righteous? Yeah. Is this person smiling? Is this person – Like me, you know, and what they got was this, you know, Trump would say something nuts and kind of like offhand. Yeah. Uh, And then there'd be this army of New York, Washington, L.A. reporters who'd be harumphing and like furious. Yeah. And. People would just kind of do compare and contrast. I can't believe he
1: said the moon is Muslim. You right, know? Like, yeah, I can't, yeah exactly. like, we're going to
0: bomb the moon because it's Muslim. You can't say that. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, and, exactly. <laughs> and like everyone –
1: but he just said – like, he said it, like, confidently and, like, didn't – and, you know, so – Right,
0: right, right. So everybody else looks like they've lost control, and Trump looks like he's just completely, you know, yeah. hey, whatever, you know. Yeah. And um, – but, you know, this, is, this was just a classic. Someone else exhibit. has
1: pointed out something that he does, too, which is that he says things in the – a tone of joking that are never jokes right. like there are no punchlines he doesn't actually understand humor but he has the cadence of jokes right so then that so you can sort of just be like oh you know it's it's joking but there is never irony or humor in it
0: yeah i can't remember ac- him actually being funny like in the in the classic sense of Funny, like
1: when he—the only time he's funny is when he's insulting people, which is not even a joke. That's just being mean to people. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, I guess with the with the Rubio thing with the water. Yeah, that was sort of kind of. But it's really—it's
1: like he has the cadence. He has the cadence of of a comedian.
0: Right. Uh, So
1: people mistake it for being intentionally funny.
0: Right. But it's never actually funny. (laughs) No. Yeah. Anyway, this 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 story was a classic example of how everything works in in with Trump news now, like. A bad thing happens, people flip out, and then it immediately, like an almost factory-like fashion, turns into two dueling conspiracy theories. Uh, One more crazy than the other, usually, of course. Uh, And no one really pays attention to what, I mean, I I have no idea what really happened in in this story, um, you know. It doesn't really matter at this point. It's just yeah. it's just a bunch of impressions. But th- but that's exactly what wrestling is. No,
1: right? that, that's it. I mean, it's, it's like it is. It's just a bunch of it's a completely disconnected from reality series of of conflicts playing out on TV. Like that's right. oh like the that's what it became, and that's what uh, that's the ground. Certainly, that Trump feels a lot more comfortable sort of running his presidency on right exactly
0: <laughs> and, and if and if you're trying to like divine some hidden meaning in this you're you're consuming this product incorrectly yes because <laughs> this is this is basically the same as wwe you're just supposed to watch it and kind of probably root for one side or the other and yeah. and you know and that's it and uh yeah. it's crazy but uh but that was the big story of the week. I'm Alex Perrine. And I'm Matt Taibbi. This is
1: the Tarfu Report, uh, our brand new podcast. Uh, you are about to listen to an interview we did with uh, Governor Jesse Ventura, former governor of my home state of Minnesota, on a, a wide array of topics um, that he, he pretty much led the conversation because we were, were scared to interrupt him. <laughs> That's right. We were Frequently, physically intimidated. We were physically intimidated by him over the phone. Right. Uh Uh, We had a little bit of a wrestling theme in what we were talking about today, so that carries through with our conversation with uh, Jesse. And he also um, had a lot to say about a uh, court case, uh, which is a a suit he filed against the American sniper Chris Kyle, who defamed him uh, by uh, telling this crazy story about him uh, beating up Jesse Ventura in a bar. Uh, That was untrue. And then uh, the case was overturned, which uh, Governor Ventura is not happy about.
0: And he, he also told a couple of really great stories, uh, among them uh, a, a crazy and, and little-known story about uh, his departure from MSNBC many years ago during the Iraq war, um, and uh, his relationship to the media, and his views on the Trump uh, presidency and campaign and from the vantage point of somebody who was one of the original sort of... Uh, non-politician politicians. And um, it was an interesting conversation. So without further ado, here's our conversation with uh, Governor Jesse Ventura. Hello, this is Governor Ventura. Yes, it is. It's Matt Taibbi from Rolling Stone. Hi, Matt. How are you doing? How are
2: you doing? Good. I haven't talked to you for quite a while
0: now. <laughs> I know it's been a while. It's been a ha- yeah, ha- for sure. This is a, a new podcast that's called, called the Tarfu Report. Um, th- th- okay. Tar- Tarfu is uh, the old. You-, you know what Snafu and Fubar
2: are, right? Uh yeah, a fubar absolutely. That's fucked up beyond all repair.
0: Exactly, exactly. And, so uh,
2: and I've heard of snafu. They're both they're all military terms, I think.
0: Exactly. The, the there were yeah. the, the the army made a, a movie back in the uh in the 40s. It was about three privates who were kind of these goofballs and they were snafu, fubar and tarfu and tarfu is uh, stands for totally and royally fucked up. So that's us. We're we Okay. We're tarfu. <laughs> so it's Oh uh, so yeah. It's, it's
2: well, really, if you've done time in the military, you can understand those <laughs> coming on <laughs> pretty good.
0: Well, you were in the military, right?
2: Yep, I did uh, six years United States Navy. Wow, excellent.
0: Uh, where Where were you?
2: Uh, I was. Stay, I, I was virtually did all my Navy time in San Diego. Other than when I deployed overseas, I did two a nine month deployment and an eight month deployment. I did seventeen months in Southeast Asia.
0: Wow, excellent.
2: excellent. During Vietnam.
0: Oh wow! Uh, did you uh, see any action there during that time?
2: I, I got there. I got multiple places. I even got to what's the hot spot right now. But in the Middle East? Oh, so to North Korea? D, we got sent up to the DMZ in Korea.
0: Oh, wow. Yikes. How long were you there?
2: Uh, Fortunately, only a week. Oh, uh, wow. They sent us up to work with these South, South Koreans. They were getting infiltration down from the north. Wow, crazy. And crazy. so we got sent up there it was horrid, because we, we had left we had left uh, Vietnam and the Philippines, where it was like 98 degrees. And, and, and uh, what do you call it? Uh, Korea is, uh, is on the same the DMZ is the same parallel as Minnesota. Yikes. Well, you, that so been... the temperature up. there was 36 with snow flurries. Oh, you should. You, you So were, I went from ninety-eight oppressive, humid heat in the jungle up to thirty-six and flurries in a day. Wow! <laughs> wow! Excellent.
0: Well, you're a native. You're, you're right. Native Minnesotan, right? So that would. Oh be yeah, native, you know. but
2: that, well, that's why I hate cold weather. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm I, born I, in Minnesota. There's a reason you hate it.
0: Um, we're on with Alex Perrine, who's also from Minnesota. He's, uh...
1: He, uh Hi, Governor.
2: <laughs> Hi, Alex. How are you? Where I'm are you from in Minnesota? From Minneapolis. Oh, are you? Did you go to school in Minneapolis?
1: Uh, yeah. I went to South, actually.
2: Did you really? I went to Roosevelt.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. I knew I knew plenty of people there.
0: Well, we want to... We, we know you have uh, limited time, so we want to we get through this. We want to ask you about uh, yep. a bunch of things. Let, let's... Yeah, I know you got a book, new book out. I want to ask you about this. this the your, sure. your marijuana manifesto. So... First of all, what prompted you to write this? Because I, I, I read it. Well,
2: uh, what promp- <clears throat> Matt, what prompted me to write the Marijuana Manifesto was because marijuana or cannabis, as we refer to it now, I think people in, within that industry and within the culture like to refer to it now as cannabis. Uh, cannabis gave me back my quality of life. I had lost it.
0: Uh, from what?
2: Well, it wasn't me directly, but someone very close to me developed a seizure disorder, epileptic seizure disorder Mm -hmm. and this person was seizing upwards sometimes two to three times in a week. Wow. And if you've ever dealt with seizures, you're helpless. Even if you're not getting the seizure, you are helpless because there's nothing you can do. You just have to wait the seizure out, make sure the person still keeps breathing and and be there when it's over. And Uh, We were facing a future that was gone. This person was put on uh, three, four different pharmaceutical drugs. All of them did not work. All of them had huge side effects. In desperation, we went to Colorado because Minnesota hadn't legalized, quote, medical marijuana yet. Wow. We went to Colorado, got it illegally through friends out there. When we arrived there and the person started taking the drops under the tongue, this person has never had a seizure since. Wow. Wow. And is completely weaned off, all pharmaceutical, and today gets it in pill form in Minnesota and has not had a seizure. And so to me, cannabis not only stops the seizures, it keeps them at bay.
0: That's interesting because I thought I thought it was because of your experience living in Mexico. Because you tell it's you start the book with this amazing story about about the Mexican attitude toward it and and the the constitutional challenge to the illegality. This whole idea that you can't pass a law that inhibits the free development of a Mexican citizen's personality. Like, could you could you talk about that? I thought that was amazing. Well, what it
2: is, that's a case that happened in Mexico mm-hmm. where four people took it to the Mexican Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court ruled in just those four people's favor. Oh, so no only else. No, so oh, only wow.
0: those four people are allowed. <laughs> are, are allowed to They're
2: allowed, but here's how it works in Mexico: if more continue to come forward and challenge under the same thing with the same judges, after they rule on it two or three times, it then becomes the law. Wow, oh, interesting. So okay, so Mexico could could theoretically. They just legalized full medical now in Mexico. Canada's already done it. Next year, Canada's voting on full legalization. And and truthfully, guys, this nonsense of calling this plant uh, medical or recreational is ridiculous. Right. They should. There should be no distinction yeah. because those that smoke it for the euphoric feeling are doing it for mental health. Right. Right. And I would rather have somebody smoking cannabis than taking Prozac.
0: No, absolutely. I think, I think I'd rather have people smoking weed than doing almost any other drug, frankly.
2: Right? Well, it's ridiculous. And, and, and the other thing we've proven, too, now, this is a $45 billion industry waiting to happen. When they want to talk about jobs, here's jobs waiting. 18,000 new jobs in Colorado. $2.4 billion to the Colorado economy, saw the Wall Street Journal.
0: Wow. Wow.
2: And that's just Colorado.
0: Right. Are, are you, um, <laughs>
2: it's it's absurd. I mean, when you look at it then, too, Matt and Alex, if you're religious, didn't God make this plant? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and, and, and religion teaches you that God put everything here for us to use.
0: Right. Right. Well,
2: I don't think God put cannabis here for us to eradicate it.
0: Yeah, and, and you know the, the the government's attitude toward this, as you point out in your book, has been crazy. You know, and 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 contradictory. Right? They on the one hand oh, they completely. claim it has it has no medicinal benefits, and on, on the other Guys, hand,
2: right? Oh, uh, here's here's the deal. They've done all the study. This university in Israel, it's called the Cannabis University. They know it can help post traumatic stress for soldiers. It can help the head issues in the NFL, the concussion issues. The list goes on and on and on. As I said in my statement when I spoke at the Cannabis Convention, Mm -hmm. I said it's unique because if George Washington and Tom Jefferson were alive today, they'd be doing 10 to 12 years in the federal prison (laughs) as drug dealers. Now, if you're like me, what's wrong with that picture? Right. Right. excuse me, the father of our country and Tom Jefferson, you know. And then and then, and then you look at it, here's the final argument. The Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and Betsy Ross's original flag are all made out of marijuana. <laughs> is that true? Yes.
0: <laughs> wow.
2: Did you know, this is what I learned, Matt, when I wrote this book. It was the economic backbone of our country for the first 150 years.
0: Wow. Wow.
2: The British made the colonies grow it so they could get it to make sails and ropes so they could go colonize the world with their navy. They didn't have room to grow it. We did. You could actually trade it in lieu of money.
0: So Washington and Jefferson, and then, of course, Obama and Bush also admitted to having uh, to having smoking. Maybe, is, is there well, like... Well,
2: Washington and Jefferson didn't admit to smoking. They raised it. Right. right. Oh, I see. That's why they would be going as drunk <laughs> They'd be serving dealers. hard time, yeah. Right, right. They'd yeah. be doing hard time. Yeah, right. <laughs> they wouldn't be just users. They would be dealers because they grew it.
0: Right. Right so they they'd be going away for a while. Our first
2: and third president. <laughs>
0: so so um <laughs>
2: You're gonna laugh, don't you?
0: No, it's it's hilarious. I mean, it's it's, it's such a strange thing that there are people. I mean, I, I did a story once about how you know in, in New York City it's actually legal to carry around marijuana uh, under a certain amount, but there's still like fifty thousand arrests a year in the city. Well, yeah,
2: it's it's absurd. Let's bring it above board. it will cr- create a ton of jobs. It's an industry. I, at, you know, what it's forty-five billion dollars waiting to happen. And we could use That's that. That's what they yeah. said at the convention. Yeah. Um, 45 billion what wow. be um that's Wall Street numbers Matt
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's plenty of tax revenue too you might as well tax it right
2: so well, of course yeah yeah shoot hey you know I have two friends we'll move to another subject let me finish with this I have two friends out in Colorado now that are p- retired mm-hmm under new law with licensing, they're making a hundred thousand a year just growing pot in retirement. Wow. Man, now a- how nice would that be? You collect your social security, you collect your retirement, you live on a nice little plot of land out in Colorado and you make a hundred grand a year raising pot.
0: Maybe they should just give out your social security and pot seeds.
2: <laughs> you know, yeah, but I mean, how nice is that? No, it's yeah, great. I mean, it
0: sounds like it sounds like a retirement plan. I would endorse. I think I would I vote mean, for that's anyone. Two thousand
2: yeah. dollars a week. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, so while we're on the on the subject of Mexico, can I can I ask you because last time we met, uh, we we, we yep. had we had um we we had a meal in in New York, and you told me this amazing story about about Casa MSNBC. Is there any way we could could we possibly talk about that? I would, I always thought that was a fan. Uh, uh, well, well,
2: what it, what had happened? Uh, uh, Casa MSNBC came about because at the when I got out of office, uh, uh, I was the hottest commodity out there in 2003 because I was the voice of the independent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I wasn't a Democrat, wasn't a Republican. So uh, Fox News, MSNBC and CNN got in a bidding war to get me. MSNBC won. At that time, they were not liberal like they are now. They were kind of Fox light. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They had actually just fired or, a bunch hell. of liberals. And so what happened was this: they were building a show for me, which I convinced them, "Let's do it from the Midwest." Everything's either East Coast or West Coast. We're not hearing nothing from the heartland of America. So they agreed. Show would originate out of Minneapolis. So we're setting it up. I created about twenty-five jobs here with the show. The whole thing—it's the Iraq Wars on the horizon. I, of course, verbally came out unapologetically and said, I am not in favor of this. This is ridiculous. Why are we invading Iraq? They had nothing to do with 9-11. There were no hijackers who were Iraqis. We went to war because of 9-11, and Iraq had nothing to do with it, but now we're going to invade this sovereign nation. So what happened was... My show's getting ready to be on five nights a week. We got a phone call, and the phone call was Is it true Governor Ventura doesn't support the invasion of Iraq?
0: <laughs> so, do you and think the that answer they, was, they
2: Yes, that's true. There was uh, 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 a pause. Does headquarters know about this? <laughs> we don't know. Wow. Uh, another pause. And then it was, do you think he'd change his mind?
1: Oh, my God. Seriously? I was
2: subordinate to his talking. I wasn't on this conversation, but it was one of my key people. He said, no, when the governor gets his mindset, you better have a lot of evidence to change it, and I don't think there is enough. He's a Vietnam veteran, and he always says like the who, we won't get fooled again. <laughs> you so, know? And so so what happened then, in a nutshell, My show was pulled. At the time, MSNBC had brought back Phil Donahue. He was their highest-rated show. He was also against the invasion of Iraq. He got pulled also. Ashley Banfield got pulled temporarily. The three of us who spoke out against the invasion of Iraq were all taken off the air. Uh, I was never given a show. Uh, They paid me for the whole three years. And uh, but I couldn't do anything because my contract—I was under contract. I honor contracts. I couldn't do any other uh, uh, cable network shows or any news programs. Oh my God! So, you, you so did- in essence, they had my silence for three years through the whole Iraq War, uh, and yet they just paid me multi millions of dollars <laughs> to to have that silence.
0: So you did the only natural thing, which is to go down to Mexico and build yourself a really cool spread and live there,
2: right? Yeah, yeah. I went to Mexico. Uh, I bought this home off the grid, and down there you name your homes. It's Casa whatever. And I came within an eyelash of naming it Casa MSN. They bought it. And, uh, and, but I ended up naming it Casa uh Rana, uh, which in Spanish means uh, uh, Home of the Frogman. Wow. Okay. Excellent. Because hombre is Man. The, everything in Spanish, they flip around. They say what it is and then they describe it afterwards. Right. Where we do the opposite. We put in like the black car, they'll go car black. Right. Do you, and so Hombre Rana is Man Frog. <laughs> so it's the House of the Man Frog.
0: House of the Man Frog. That's great. That's yep. a, um, yep. do, do you think that they designed the show with with the idea that you could be a cheerleader for the war. I mean, yeah.
2: Let me back up a moment and tell you another out of the scenes thing that happened. Sure. When Eric Sorensen hired me at MSNBC, threw me a bone and he took me to the Super Bowl that January. Mm -hmm. When we got done, we were driving in a limo from San Diego where it was at up to LA. Mm -hmm. And on the way up there, Sorensen says to me really weird in the back of the car. He says, you know, after I hired you, he said, I got two calls, two very high-ups in Washington, and he wouldn't say who they were. And he said, they wanted to know why I was giving you a national platform. Wow. Huh. So that just and proves... I th- never found out, because Sorensen ended up getting fired, yeah. and they ended up paying me off, and I was <laughs> out of the picture for three years just collecting money. Oh, and, God. uh and living in Mexico for half the year, but I've always wanted to try to find him and see if today he would tell me who these two higher-ups were.
0: Oh, we've got to find that out. That, that's, yeah. a, that, that's a Scooby-Doo mystery we've got to get to the bottom <laughs> of, I think. Uh, well,
2: it? It, just, it was interesting. They wanted to know why I was getting a national platform. So I scared people.
0: I mean it fl- it flies in the face of what everybody believes I mean what I usually believe about the media is that they're they're almost entirely you know financially driven usually right I mean but- Yeah
1: that's the funny thing about it is that they 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 sometimes make decisions that do not make financial sense but make uh, ideological sense you know because like MSNBC right now is hiring all these conservatives while their liberals are getting the most ratings and it really doesn't make sense if the market or ratings is the only thing you're
0: doing. And it's an exact parallel to what what Governor Venturi was talking about, because well, yeah, well,
2: to me, mainstream media in America is completely bought and sold by corporation now, right, right. And the corporations likewise own the elected people too, and that's why you're getting this barrage. Uh, guys, I don't buy into the Russian thing at all.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of it either. Uh, but no, I don't
2: believe it. Yeah. I do not. I think it's trumped up just like Iraq was. I think it's trumped up just like uh, uh, the Gulf the, of the Tonkin incident that they've now proven didn't happen.
0: They but it's getting, getting great ratings.
2: put us in the Vietnam War. Right. Right. You know, and, and the people that sit back and think government won't lie to accomplish something, they're naive. Right. Right. Government will lie. And I don't buy into this Russian stuff right now. Guys, did you know I was at that, I guess, famous meeting? Which one? Yeah. I don't even, the one with Flynn and with the Jill <laughs> Stein.
0: Oh, really? Oh, the, oh, the, the RT thing? <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, the RT
1: thing where the RT paid Flynn, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: and I, I, I didn't even know it until Tyrell told me. Oh. He says, Dad, you were there. <laughs> I said, you mean the thing we did with RT, the 10-year anniversary, that's what they're talking about on TV? He yep. goes, yeah. I said, are you joking?
0: Did you overhear I the said, conspiracy?
2: Was a, it was yeah, a black you... <laughs> tie affair. I've been to dozens of them honoring RT. It just happened that uh, Gorbachev was there and Putin was the keynote speaker.
0: Wow! Did you meet Putin? Yeah. <laughs> Did he say anything? Oh, are you t- are you taller than Putin? Come up to me.
1: Are you taller than Putin?
0: He's significantly oh, taller yeah. than Putin. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh yeah. Putin's not a tall man. Okay. No. No. He's got a good build on him. He looks kind of like a wrestler gymnast.
0: <laughs> he's into judo. I've, I've, yeah. I've, yeah. No,
2: he's got a good build on him. He's yeah. put together. He's very. <laughs> he's a year younger than me. No, he came right over to me that night at the end and shook my hand, looked me in the eye, and he said, "Thank you, Governor." Huh. In English. Wow. And what's, You want to hear something interesting?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He called me governor when I met Fidel Castro in 2002 when I went to Cuba over the objections of the U.S. government and the Bush administration, of course. Castro called me governor. Yet in my court case, the two judges, Riley and Shepard, that overturned my case and broke their own rules to do it, In their 23-page thing, they never once referred to me as governor.
0: I thought that was sort of a standard, uh, you know, sort of etiquette thing, that once a person had an an
2: executive... And these people, I pay their salaries. They're part of our federal government, and they won't call me by my title. Right. And yet, two people who are allegedly our enemy, Putin and Castro, both call me governor. Huh. I get more respect from them than I do the people in my own government,
0: well, you still get a lot of respect, I mean look in a way, you were kind of a harbinger of a lot of different things i mean the, your your election was one of the first signals that the electorate had a completely different idea about things uh, as oh, opposed yeah. to the, the two major parties do you mean
2: well, Trump, Trump copied us like the playbook
0: in in what way?
2: Well, he did one thing different. He joined the Republicans. That's right. why I wouldn't support him because he didn't. If he'd have stayed independent, it would have been different. But he joined the Republican Party. But he did the things, these type of things, while Hillary Clinton was running around going to fundraisers, making money. Donald Trump was holding rallies. That's what I did.
0: Right. I didn't
2: raise money. I went out and made appearances and had rallies where you drew 5,000 people, you drew 3,000 people, you did this and that. That's how you win it. That's what Trump did. He did exactly what I did. Instead of good running around to, to big donors and kissing their butt, he went out to the people right. and showed up.
0: Um, and I've heard, I've heard that criticism from people in Washington that, you know the two the two major parties have got fallen into this habit of their formula for winning is raise a lot of money, make legacy media appearances, and make ad buys, right yeah, and, and
2: they don't an appear yeah, what was Trump doing? he w- He came here to Minnesota and he went out to a big airline hangar and right. they had thousands of people in the hangar, and he addresses the crowd. I did the same thing. They told me when I ran, oh, forget the colleges. College kids don't vote. I said, baloney! I'm going to the people that don't vote. I went to every college in Minnesota and spoke, right. and and the headline in the paper after I won, throngs of young people turn out. And Trump came to see me right after I won. Did he really? Absolutely. There's pictures of Donald and I. We were trying to get him to run with the Reform Party back then.
1: I remember when he was flirting with the Reform Party a while ago. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No. Yeah. Donald came out here, and we did a big photo op together, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and all that. I just feel bad that Donald became a Republican.
1: Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I think, I think we all have some feelings about that. Um, why do you think the electorate kind of went away from the parties, though? I mean...
2: Because uh, they're tired of it. They're getting smarter. Right, right. They're sick and tired. It's, it's like my friend Ralph Nader, the two-party dictatorship.
0: And they can see through. But the sad
2: thing is, Trump's aligned himself with the party, so you've wow. still got it.
0: What do you think of his style in office? We we were just talking before before we uh, spoke to you. I mean, he's he seems to borrow a lot of techniques from like the WWE style of of PR. Uh, do, do do you see that well, at all? If he,
2: well, if he does, it works, don't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know. Donald was involved in a couple of WrestleManias, but not very much. Usually he just provided the buildings. Right. But then they worked him in a little bit later after I had left. I wasn't there when that tape came out and when Donald did that for Vince. But don't forget, Vince's wife is working for him now. Yeah, right. You know, yeah, no, but, you know, the thing is this. I don't, I, I, I don't know how to describe, I wouldn't govern like Trump uh, for the main reason is I don't, twitter
0: right right you know i
2: i I, people would probably be mad at me because they'd find out matt i've never owned a cell phone and i don't know how to use a computer wow really no and now i've made it my life's mission not to own the cell phone
0: (laughs) that's kind of cool that's sort of a challenge to try to make it all the way through without you know
2: well i was out in new york the other day on the book tour stuff and i was at serious radio in the green room And there were like 10 of us waiting in there to go to the different radio stations. Nine of the 10 people were all staring at their phones. Right, right. I looked around and said right out loud, I'm the only person in here that doesn't sit and look at a phone all day. (laughs) And they all looked at me and sheepishly. You actually had conscious trips for a
0: second. One last thing we wanted to ask you about: there's this really. Sure. There's this um I don't know if you've heard about this. There's this. Uh, there's a guy in Kentucky. He's an amateur wrestler. Uh, <laughs> his name is Daniel Richards, and um, he has this great act. Uh, he calls himself the progressive liberal he's basically a heel wrestler who who goes around and he, and he yells at conservative audiences saying like, you continually vote against your own interests. Um, and he like wears Clinton shirts and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's a really funny, like sort of political satire, uh, wrestling act. You Um, know,
2: there's nothing wrong with that. mm -hmm. In my early days of wrestling, Matt, everything was stereotyped. Right. Oh yeah. And everybody got I mean, every German was a Nazi. every ja- wait, every Japanese guy was sneaky and threw Um Polish wrestlers were dumb, big, strong and dumb, uh, and you go right down the line. right And that that's one of the unique things there was about wrestling is that you took all these stereotypes. And you threw them in front of the people, and the people would go there, yell, and scream their hearts out. And by the time they were done at the end of the night, they couldn't commit an act of violence if they wanted to. Right, right. They're so physically drained. Yeah. And mentally. And, you know. And yelling and screaming. <laughs> so, in a way, I thought wrestling in the old days worked a great deal in the psyche of people. In many ways, by exposing those stereotypes, getting people to understand how stupid and crazy they really are.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was exaggerated to the point where the stereotype yeah, is ridiculous. it's over the top.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's over the top. And I think when you expose racism over the top, it's a good way to do it. Right. Because then people truly see how stupid racism is to begin with.
0: I mean, do you think it would be great if we had like a like a political wrestling updated league?
1: like updated uh, political stereotype hey, for wrestlers. You've <laughs>
0: got
2: one right now. Watch TV, <laughs> right? Jeez. I guess we do. We have one. <laughs> I, hey. Through all this stuff, I wouldn't be surprised to find out Vince McMahon's orchestrating it all. <laughs> oh, God.
1: <laughs> oh, I think you might be right. I think you cracked the code.
0: <laughs> well, look, exhibit number one is that everybody's ratings are so
2: high, right? <laughs> I mean... The- I don't... You know, hey, on television, that means money. Yeah. Right. Oh, he's been great for TV. And it's a shame that it's that way. On a serious note, it's, it's so sad that our mainstream media today especially the news end has sold out to money in the old days it wasn't about money they made up for money in the entertainment division right it was about informing us now it's no longer about that now it's about deceitful stories they they don't take my court case believe it or not my court case has opened the door for all this when they overturned it because we had a law called unjust enrichment they, over, they threw it out now, that law, and that makes it so the media now doesn't have to fact check. They can defame anybody, and they get to keep all the money they make. It would be the equivalent if you robbed the bank, and they caught you, and you did two years in prison, but then when you get out, you get to keep all the money.
0: Right, right.
2: Yeah, And that's what my court case overturning it is now allowing the media to do. I bet you didn't know 32 major media conglomerates entered my court case in the appeal and got it overturned.
0: I didn't know that. Wow. Oh, yeah.
2: You need to check up on it. Um, It's a travesty.
0: And, and so do you think that that's, that's, that's part of what's going on right now? Is that Sure, they, they
2: don't have to background check no more. They just pump the stories out. They don't do any due diligence. If they, Look at the CNN thing when they found out it was wrong. Okay, those people resigned or got fired. But the whole thing's based on money. The faster you can get it out there, the more money you make. We don't even worry now whether the story's true or not. You know, we'll correct that in a day or two. And it'll mean more money, because then we can make that into a story.
0: There's such an interesting statistic, which is that uh, public confidence in the news media is at its absolute lowest point ever, but viewership is at its highest point ever, which... Because it's all entertainment. Right, exactly. So we're we're moving into the entertainment space. Matt,
2: I'll finish like this. Mm -hmm. Why do you think Trump won? He came right out of his TV show and kept it going. (laughs)
0: That's right. Yeah. It was a TV show, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And all he did was bring all the fans, all the publicity. He, the, the, he didn't, he, he's more like me. That's the other thing that paralleled. I didn't have to buy publicity, neither did Donald.
0: Right, mm-hmm. right. That was a key and insight if you of you don't his have campaign. To buy right?
2: it, you can run a cheap campaign. By yep. the way, I'll leave you with this thought. Mm-hmm. 2020, what would you think if the Green Party put forth Robert Kennedy Jr. and Jesse Ventura. I'd vote for you. <laughs> no, Do you think that could cause trouble? Yeah,
0: absolutely. I think so. Are you
2: thinking of that? Well, you know, I talked to Robert a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't actually float it by him, but after I was done with the conversation, I thought, boy, we could really throw a wrench in the game in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. why, why because not? how would they how would they deny us not putting us in the debates
1: well, right,
0: yeah, it'd be pretty hard to
1: dismiss completely. You too. <laughs> yeah, how would
0: they say, well, you can't get in? That's right. I mean, between a, a Kennedy and a former governor, a- after they elected Donald Trump, there's no way they could keep yeah, you right. out of the Yeah, right? Like defense. how they
1: have no
2: justification
1: for <laughs>
0: yeah, it. Well, it's just something to
2: think about, but who knows? I could be off the grid by then. Wow. So Matt, are great we, to talk to you. Great
0: to talk to you, Governor. Thanks so much for having
2: for, for coming and, on. And thank you for having me on your first show. Let's do it again. <laughs>
0: All right. So, speaking of wrestling,
1: speaking of wrestling, all we've been speaking of,
0: yeah. Since we're since are since we're on the topic of wrestling, we we got we got to talk about this this new act. Who I I think he's just like the funniest thing. This new wrestler who calls himself uh, the progressive liberal. This guy Daniel Richards, uh, who's and where is he? Right, he's like in Kentucky. Yeah, he's right? somewhere in Kentucky. Right.
1: Um, like the really like the you know one of the you know, really minor local
0: wrestling circuits. Like right,
1: not, he's yeah. not on, he's not on, you know, the uh, WrestleMania. This is a very local, like, Kentucky guy. <laughs> right,
0: yeah, like, all the clips look like it's on the, like, on one half of a local, like, high school gym or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's great. It's it's like a, lo- a local wrestling league. And his shtick is is that he's a progressive liberal and he, he gets up in front of, You know the conservative audiences, and he hectors them about about you know their wrong thinking, and it's it's hilarious.
1: I'm going to take care of all these people in Appalachian Kentucky. Okay, that's how you pronounce it, Nathan Little. You people need to be reprogrammed. You continually vote against your own interests. You put people in Congress,
0: in the White House, that aren't going to help you. They're not going to bring your jobs back. So what, let me tell you what the progressive liberal, Daniel Richards, is going to do. We're going to reprogram you. We're going to re-educate you. We're going to teach you to read and write. We're going to help you get jobs <laughs> with clean energy. This, this is a
1: wrestling promo. Like That's the best part. This is a wrestling promo for it's
0: the Appalachian Mountain Wrestling. <laughs> it's so great. And then he get, he gets up in the ring. like That was his sort of pregame... Yeah. Speech where he's like into the camera, but in, in the ring he actually does the same thing and he gets up and he's in like a like a blue speedo, some or, or or he has one with a star. He he just shouts at people, you continually vote against your own interests. <laughs> it's awesome. It's so funny, right? Yeah, it's
1: I mean it's it's really it's the perfect heel character. Yeah. Um Designed just to make the audience just despise him, right? Right, exactly. (laughs) He's just
0: like shouting normal liberal bromide. (laughs) And the funny thing is, it it lampoons both his audience and progressive liberals perfectly. That's
1: why it works. It really does. Yeah. like no one comes out of it. Like it really just highlights the ridiculousness of, of every
0: everyone. It's a perfect balance. He's like Blade Runner, right? He's like right along the edge of uh, yeah. yeah. It's 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 perfect. And so, it, it got us to thinking. Um, uh, you know, if we should we should maybe start a, our own league, right? Yeah. If we if there were a league um, of just political wrestlers. Uh, political theme wrestlers. Like, what other characters would we need to have? Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, how would you fill out the all politics wrestling league?
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly. The progressive liberal is pretty good start. So, so uh, do, do, do you have any ideas? I mean, we, yeah. We, 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 I was
1: I was gonna do one. I think there should be a guy the moderate Republican. Um, the, <laughs> he, the moderate Republican. Um, what does he look like? Uh, well, he, he wears a blue suit, I think in the ring while wrestling, he wears a blue suit Mm -hmm. and, um, he's also a little too old to be a wrestler. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) And, um, and his, his his shtick is similar to the progressive liberal in that like what he's saying is just things that no one in the audience wants to hear, like no (laughs) one, but I just like, uh, you know, he would, you know, his hype video, he would be yelling at his, his opponent, like, I converted to Catholicism, and I'm going to convert you to a body bag. <laughs> 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 like, I, the, I like the old... <laughs> I, I appreciate the ancient wisdom and morality of <laughs> the Catholic Church. The, Catholic Church. <laughs> the, the majesty. <laughs> the majesty of of the rites and the rituals. <laughs>
0: That would definitely work. Yeah. Yeah. People would really hate that.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I, I think we got to have the pundit. Yeah. So, my, my idea for the pundit first of all, he has to have a really big head, right? <laughs> yeah. I think it's got to be like twice the size of a normal human head. And, um, I think what he has to do is just go go into the ring and, and just continually make wrong predictions and not get fired. <laughs> <Right>? Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: I'm going to pin you in, in 10 seconds and right. then... Like, <laughs> right, exactly. Instead, but. he gets pinned.
0: Or, like, everything he says turns out exactly the opposite. Like, you know, I, I can guarantee you the lights will never go out in this arena. And, and like, then they all will they, go out. They all yeah, exactly. go out at exact, that exact yeah. moment. Except for just now, he'll say. <laughs> um, so we, ha- we have to have the pundit. The pundit would be a great character. And, and, of course, the the great thing about the pundit is that you can never get rid of him from the lineup. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, no, it doesn't matter. Like, people will be sick of him. Right. Like, the, yeah, the crowds will be unhappy with him. And he'll right. just
0: be there. He, he, his numbers will be terrible. Yeah. Like, yeah, and the, yeah. Exactly. But he has to stay. Yeah. yeah. Who else you got?
1: I got the technocrat. Oh yes, um, and yes. <laughs> the technocrat. Um, his deal. Uh, uh, I don't have any ideology. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like I believe in results-based wrestling. <laughs> Like pure, uh, like I don't no particular style, like no style of wrestling, just whatever works, right? But he would also like his hype video. He would be like, "I propose a targeted tax credit to like uh, encourage people to kick your ass." (laughs) Like (laughs) like, they're
0: all, it'll we'll nudge we'll nudge them into kicking your ass, right? It would be like tax policy. It it, it wouldn't even be like an inspirational speech. It would be like an like an incrementalist. Yeah. Right. Like, yes. not even designed to really get you hyped up, but like, just yeah.
1: Gradually, uh, you will be defeated in the ring. Right. Right. <laughs> like,
0: logically, you may you may not be excited by my speech, <laughs> but logically, you'll accept it. Um, I think we got to have the globalist. Yeah. So, so my idea about the globalist is that he should look like, or actually be, Gary Cohn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it actually
0: should
1: it actually should just be Gary Cohn right yeah
0: exactly <laughs> so this is their giant elephantine um, bald man uh, <laughs> in a you know $8,000 suit uh, who just goes around saying that you know Brexit is a bad idea and um, and you know his speech in the ring should be about how you know look if we end tariffs everywhere everyone's standard of living will be raised and when they when people boo him He's going to say, what, you hate poor people in China? You know, like, why don't you want to raise the standard of living in China? I think that'll go over really well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Who else we got?
1: The snowflake. Oh, yeah. Um, the, uh, the snowflake will constantly be threatening to report the other wrestlers for harassment. Right. <laughs> he yes, exactly. Be, yep. like, just spend all of his time telling other wrestlers they've been blocked. <laughs> right, 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 right. Blocked and reported. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was well, an illegal
0: maneuver. <laughs> yes. <yeah>. Right. <laughs> According yeah. to section 9-C of the World Political Wrestling Federation manual, <laughs> yeah. you are not allowed to use that he'll technique.
1: he will keep going to the refs and be like, "You you're allowing this on your right. on your platform?" Yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah. <He laughs> should, how, how are you allowing this on your platform?
0: <laughs> he, he should be like the Chris Paul of the Wrestling Federation just like constantly working the refs and whining to the refs like as that that should be his thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Um we got to have the straw man. Yeah, do you think? Yeah. And clearly the costume would be there just this covered in straw. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Yeah. Covered in straw and constantly just making, you know, straw man arguments, you know, like, you know, you like free education. Well, I don't want to pay for Donald Trump's kids to go to school. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's a right. great one.
1: Um, right. He oh. should, uh, I mean, the, the, the straw man would, he would just uh, like every time another wrestler said he was like going to beat him, the, the straw man would have to be like, like, why are you like uh, threatening to hurt my children or something? <laughs> like, why <laughs> yeah, are yeah, ex- you exactly exactly? <laughs> if, if you defeat me in the ring,
0: like <laughs> right right, it's you sometimes... must you also yeah or also. Take take it two steps too far, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I think the the straw man could be good because he, he he could have a uh, an actual real political career. In yeah, it, he actually, in yeah, he actually, yeah, he
1: could do he could Look, do really well for himself.
0: Yeah, and, and just just stand up there, and I can see him in the debates. You know, you'd be, have like Marco <laughs> Rubio, and then you know, just, anyway.
1: We talked about the the Aspen Institute strangler.
0: Okay, so to to, in, in, to be fair, this this was somebody tweeted this at me. Okay, <laughs> yeah, some, somebody came up with this idea, but I thought it was a funny idea. Yeah, so but.
1: I like uh they they could also be the thought leader.
0: Right. Um, uh, and I, I like the Aspen Institute. I, I kind of to... like
1: the sound of that too. Yeah. 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 Uh, and they would they would constantly they would be recording all of their hype videos from Aspen. Right. And they would also um, over th- lunch with Chris Matthews. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they'd be they'd be talking about like international trends. Right. In um in the way in which they will like k- like kick your ass in the ring.
0: You know? Right. Like, <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Yep. Um,
1: oh yeah, then oh the, the, yeah, the 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 Aspen uh, the Aspen suit strangler would would say,
0: "Here here's my Aspen
1: idea. Your ass getting pinned."
2: <laughs> that's, that's so my, that's, bad. I know. That's
1: I I just uh, came up with that.
0: That took that took guts for you to,
2: to must, actually say that.
1: Must there. credit Alex Perrine for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's that's my good joke. Thank you. No, that was good. <laughs> that was I, Alex Perrine's good joke.
0: I like that one. Um... <laughs> I think we need to have the apologist, yeah, right. So when all the other there, there's there's got to be a bully wrestler in yeah, there, yeah, and, yeah. And, and when the when the bully's like kicking somebody's ass and doing something really terrible in the ring, I think the apologist should be sort of in or near the ring saying, look, you're not looking at it from his point of view. (laughs) Um, You know, he had to hit him with the chair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Right? (laughs) You know, like, consider what the alternatives were. Right. And and actually, what you saw wasn't what you think you saw. Um, You know, he didn't actually hit him that way. That wasn't illegal. Yeah, that wasn't
1: a... Yeah, he didn't kick him in the groin or oh, and if he did it wasn't intentional and if it,
0: if it was intentional it was
1: justified
0: he he was acting on the best intelligence that he had at the <laughs> yeah. time right yeah and, and then that, that would be a great role to have him just just sort of there constantly like apologizing for any bad behavior that goes on in the ring
1: i feel like the uh, the the apologist and the pundit are going to have a lot of interactions with each other yeah too. they yeah. they
0: i think it should be like Mork and Mindy they should get married in the end <laughs> right like you know that would be a signal that the show is isn't, isn't going so well um,
1: my, my my other one my, my last one was the, um the the college republican and his his gimmick is that he um only he takes every bad thing he thinks the other wrestlers are doing but aren't doing and does it to make a point <laughs> but like his point is makes no sense you know so like he's like i see i see the other wrestlers are constantly cheating so i will cheat harder <laughs> like like uh and uh yeah he will he, constantly be Trying to uh argue that all the other other wrestlers are only there because of affirmative action and only he deserves to be in the ring, right?
0: Exactly, <laughs> like. exactly. He, he's the only one who got there on his own merits and, But his
1: dad was a wrestler too. His dad, right, <laughs> like, right, right, right. Actually, right. yeah. This, the yeah, the College Republican has to be like a, a child of Vince McMahon, right? Like, and they they have to constantly assert that they got there on
0: merit. Yeah, I'm the I'm the only <laughs> I'm one the only... who wrestled my way into this ring. Yes, right? I the only one who deserves to be here. Everybody Everybody else is here as a result of an affirmative political action. Political correctness. Political correctness, <laughs> exactly. Okay. The other punchline to this progressive liberal story, which is so hilarious, is that you know, on the week that this this guy did this video and it kind of rocketed around the internet, Deadspin did a story on him, and like a whole bunch of people retweeted it, and then there were a lot of stories about this guy, and so there were clips of of him saying you continually vote against your own interests all over social media and on the internet. And what does David Brooks write immediately? Like his his <laughs> next column uh, is uh, is entitled "What's the Matter with Republicans?" and uh, it contains this line. Uh, what's going on? Why do working class conservatives seem to vote so often against their own economic interests? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, like art imitating life, imitating it's, art. Yeah. It's just it was perfect. It I was like, like to like... imagine David Brooks wearing the big
1: Hillary Clinton shirt that the progressive liberal has on as he typed that up. Like... <laughs> <laughs> also, I like to imagine a, a, like a, a high school auditorium full of like Kansas wrestling fans just sh- throwing things at David Brooks and mm. jeering him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> as he types well he's like you don't understand it goes back to the 19th century <laughs> right there was a study at Harvard this wasn't my idea no that was great it's all it's all great stuff so we had a uh, we had a lot of wrestling stuff go on this week and uh and it was it was all hilarious so yeah,
1: next week is tennis everything will be tennis day. yeah we're gonna have, we're gonna have a tennis theme show
0: um next week but um but that's it for the progressive liberal. So
1: that this progressive liberal, that's it for this progressive liberal too. <laughs> <laughs>